tonight we are going to talk about dakan uh, kanais, dakan kanai tribe, the, the rituals and the values behind the rituals. That's why we call this atad, rediscovering the values behind the kankanai rituals. I myself is a kankanai from Kibungan Benguet, and uh, we're we're using English in our uh, interview tonight because we have a variety of audiences. And this is special. This is uh, very important because this will help us appreciate our roots. But more than that, see the the reasons why we have all these rituals. You know, I, I am a, a Christian. I am a Catholic. But when I started to to look into this, I realized now, wow, these are there are treasures in our culture. So hindi ko na Let me introduce to you our guest tonight. Our guest is a Kankanai herself. She is a customer service representative and also a teacher with, with masters in uh, English as second language. But more than that, she is the author of the book that is soon to be launched. One of the six books to be launched this uh, coming September 26, entitled Ated, and that's spelled A-T-E-D, Ated understanding the timeless values ingrained within a kankanae, within a fading kankanae tradition. So please welcome, please join me here, Miss Saivel Abanze. Come on in. Hi, Bo. <laughs> Yay. Uh, first off, I introduced you already, uh, your job, your educational background, but can you tell us more? Uh, what else keep you busy these days? Oh, yes. Uh, there are many things to keep us busy, right, coach? And uh, <laughs> life is very exciting, most especially if you're more into things that uh, would uh, help other people. So right now, I'm actually busy on, um, on our, an irrigation project. And I believe one of uh, some of our members are still here in the irrigation project at our community. So we're actually working on that. Um, and yes, I welcome them as well because they're so supportive about this. Thank you so much, uncles wow. and addings out there. And um, there are another one is actually being busy with the coach, uh, the coach a coaching club because um, we're we're actually I'm into or I'm enrolled on a coach a coaching club for life coach. So mm. um, for for me to be able to help other people as well in the future, most especially on mental health and uh, you know the grit. And um, I'm busy as well. The third thing I'm busy as well on my second book, coach. Uh, that would be entitled 30 uh still single yet happy. Wow, that's exciting, you know. So there, there's more to, to share. There's more to talk about. There's more ways in how we can help other people. So great. Uh, Miss Saiville, you are a Kankanae, right? Right, Legit. coach. Full-blooded. <laughs> okay, good, good. Can you briefly tell us about your roots? Yes, um, as I said earlier, coach, I'm really a full-blooded and I'm proud of it that I am a Kankanai. Well, before I was not, but right now I'm sharing for all those Kankanais out there. Um, you should be proud and I'm actually be proud as well about it. And for those who are not Kankanais as, as well out there, um, yes, encouraging them to be proud of, of their roots. All right, so I am a full-blooded Kankanai. I'm actually from, uh, I'm our families recently um, residing at Sablan Binget, 
we are actually reared there. But my parents um, are from, my mother is from um, Bakon Binget. Um, she is in Ligab, actually Ligab Bakon Binget. Uh, my father has uh, roots from Mountain Province because they are the first settlers of, uh, of uh, Kibungan. And then mm. from Kibungan, they transferred um, since, of course, um, because of migration. So from Kibungan, they went to Itogon. So they're the settlers as well there uh, because Itogon is not only for uh, for the tribe of Ibaloy. We actually have Kankanais in there, most especially on the places like Tuding and uh, Ukab. So we have Kankanais in there. So they're the first settlers. And then when uh, my mom and dad met each other and they fall in love. So basically they, they migrated to Sablan and uh, um, we are reared there. And I can relate with you saying that Dati, you weren't proud of your being a Kankanai. And I, I can relate, no? Dati, parang ayaw pang sabihin na I am. I am that. I'm from uh, that ethnicity. But but now, I am so proud as well. And, and it's so good to to know about your roots and, and really be, be proud of who you are. So hopefully, uh, one of the things, of course, in... Um, uh, yeah, one of the things that uh, hopefully this conversation will help you if you are a Kankanai or if you belong to whatever ethnicity, you'll be proud of your roots, okay? So, uh, Ms. Saiville, you, you wrote a book called Atud. So, basically, that's uh, that means a prayer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what made you decide to write this book? Yes, um, so... Before, as I, I was telling you, I, I don't want to, to identify myself as a kankanai or as an igorot per se, because I have this, um, the, the perspective where this is something bad. Uh, it's not Christian or it's not, it's not um, like a, a welcoming uh, information on a society as such. Um, but after some time, I was actually like um, fascinated as to why they are doing it. I just want to know why they do it. So during my um, my master's thesis, I actually had uh, interviewed different Manbunongs and it took me seven years for me to work wow. on that. And yes, gosh, so it's seven years. So I tried to interview Manbunongs to, to stay with them, to know how they, they, they do the rituals, to know as well how what they felt or what's the reason why they're doing it. And as well as to mingle with those people who are like doing the rituals. And since, of course, I actually am a Kankanai myself, I saw, it, I saw it from my relatives. So the moment I, I tried to understand it, it, it actually opened my mind that this is really a treasure and I should be very proud of it. So um, with that seven years of working, I was able to make a thesis about it, but I don't want to just like leave these materials behind because these are something, this is really worth of preserving. That's the reason why I, I was able to like do really do something for us, for me to be able to keep the record. So that's, and I saw you coach. So that's the reason why I was able to write the book. Uh, so yes, your book talks about the Kankanai rituals, the, the prayers that, that no? and uh, the values, especially the values behind them. So let's talk about some of them we only have uh, around 45 minutes so we'll just pick some of them uh, alam mo, ang, uh, to our viewers and dami she talked about a lot of, of rituals uh, involving uh, ambaga through the different life stages of, of, of prayers and but let's we will pick just uh, a few of them no 
So, Miss Seibel, you said in your book that the Kankana is value purity, right? As evidenced by the ritual sibisib. No? So, tell us about uh, what's the context of that and what is sibisib? Yes, Coach. Sibisib uh, is a very important ritual for Kankanais, most especially if you're going to be starting marriage uh, from a teenager's life. So um, basically for Sibisib, it's actually for to heal wounds. It's a ritual to, to make sure that the wounds would be healed and that you're not going to be hurting for, for such a long time. So basically, Sibisib uh, is a ritual in, in marriage in case a couple is going to be getting married that they have to be um, sexually pure. So there should be no sexual intercourse before marriage. And um, in the context of a Hankana um, community, um, having sexual intercourse before marriage is a taboo because for them, they understand that this is, um, this would actually cause hurt to people who would go on ahead and do this. I mean, to have a sexual intercourse before marriage. So what they I do, uh, uh, they actually, or, or Kankanais actually have a, a perform um, um, like a certain ritual in any case that it wasn't, of course, nobody's perfect, right? So in case mm -hmm. that that was done and they know that it would actually cause curse as well as hurt to these people. So um, the Kankanai would come together or the community of the Kankanai would come together. They'll go ahead and um, perform a ritual. So even before, even before this happens, there is already this uh, belief or this, uh, what's this, the value or the, the virtue that, hey, we need to be pure. And nakakatuwa uh, kasi, like, I haven't heard of this before, but somehow it's good that I, I heard it from, from our, uh, from the church, you know, from our religious leaders that we need to value purity. And here it is, youth, saying that, hey, the Kankanai tribe values that. But just in case this happens, no? just in case uh, a person got uh, pregnant before marriage, then it's like having this hurt. Now, mm -hmm. here comes the sibisib to somehow heal that, that, that wound. Pala, no? So it's a wound to be healed. And so here comes the, the sibisib knowing that not everyone is perfect. And I, I love that picture, right? So there's this value that we want to preserve, but also when it happens, it's like in the church, we talk about forgiveness. So it's like, here comes this bisib. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, so there's a prayer that we are going to, that the Manbunung will do uh, in, in that ritual. Can, can you give us the main message of that? I know it's it's a long prayer, so... What's the main message of that? Yes, coaches, it's a long prayer, but I need to cut it, uh, right? So the main, uh, the main purpose or the, the bottom line of the prayer is to, to ask uh, the, the higher up or the one, the, the, the holy being to bless these uh, couples who actually did something wrong or, or who, who committed um, uh, a certain thing, which is a taboo. But then uh, they would actually be asking uh, them, as, I mean, the, the, the higher being, of course, to, to clarify everything, to clear everything. And with that, even though it's bad, they're actually asking God to bless this couple. Mm. So, um, and then together with the Manbunong, not only the Manbunong, but it's actually the whole community. And the purpose of the whole community is not to like point, point finger and to tell this, these couples that what they did is bad. But what the purpose of that is that the community would come together um, for the healing 
and uh, for the for the couple to reflect, of course, but then the community would come together to help and not to judge them for what they did. Yun, 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 no. That, that's the bottom line, and and that's one of the the beautiful sections of your book. No, in every ritual you talked about that you talked about the context, how this is connected to our uh, modern day living, and now the ritual, and then. You always insert there uh, the bottom line, but you also call it uh, din pusing. Uh, can you tell us about that? Uh, just say uh, you know it's it's an interesting uh, uh, trivia as well. <laughs> yes, coach. Um, so din pusing is a kankanai term. Uh, pusing is actually the 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 very first um, water coming from the rice wine. So it's the pure uh, rice wine. Because normally, if you're going to be getting the pure rice wine, that is only served for for those uh, like the elders, for for special guests. So, uh, and then afterwards, if uh, those are actually consumed, they're going to be adding water on that rice wine so that it can actually serve more. So the the first water or the first wine that's coming from that it's called pusing. So I actually have that to interpret the bottom line or the main or the main source or the content of uh, the whole thing. It's like a summary. Wow, you know, I remember I, I didn't know na yun ang tawag no din pusing because whenever I would attend uh, community gatherings like like uh, sida kanyao or, or anything mm -hmm. yes style, there's this topic and we always for first juice we call it the first juice and yun palayon that's right correct din yes, pusing all right beautiful now. <laughs> so going back to, to the submissive earlier, can you share us what then is the, the bottom line of that, of the ritual? Hmm. The main purpose of the ritual is first uh, to make sure that uh, um, teenagers or those who are going to be like marrying would actually make sure that they would avoid hurts, you know, uh, like committing sexual intercourse before marriage because um, it would let them know that that is actually creating curse or hurt to them. Second is um, that even if nobody's actually perfect, even if they might actually have that, done that, that it's not the end of everything that they are cursed, but there's something that they can do so that um, they'll be able to be forgiven and uh, to clear up everything. And then lastly, the help of the community is very important. They are there not because they're going to be like um, pointing finger at them that they made a mistake, but they're there because they would love, they would like to help this couple. So good. The role of the community. Grab yeah. it. That's, that's so beautiful. And I, I think that's one of the uh, treasures that we have as Kankanais. Okay. You also said in your book that marriage proposal is a serious business. Huh? It's a serious business for the Kankanai tribe. Why is that so? Oh, yes, yes, coach. And those who are about to get married or those who are married, I know this is your killing moments, actually, <laughs> because this uh, marriage proposal is a serious business for the Hankanais. Um, it is a killing moment as well for, for, for the Hankanais, yes. It's, it's serious yeah. in a way because this would be a time where they're going to be entering the real communal life where they would be tagged as uh, whether they are really a responsible uh, couple, responsible husband or wife. It is where um, the community would be able to see if they are um, really independent. And uh, it's serious in a way because on a Kankana um, uh, tradition, 
getting married doesn't mean that it's only you and your partner, but it's actually you and the clan. Wow. So, who, yes. To, to <laughs> which generation, especially for for Kankanais, they should know up till the the late the the generation that they can actually um, you know remember. So being a person who is going to be getting married to another person, you have to know the clans, clans, clan. <laughs> getting into marriage alone, kahit pangalang yung kayo lang, it's it's really serious. No, it's really serious business. And now, even involving the, the families, the, the clans, uh, it, it's so important. No? So it's really serious. So you talked about, in relation to this, about kaon. Uh, tell us about that. What is kaon? Yes, um, kaon, and it's, of course, part in the book as well on how it is done. Uh, it is a ritual for proposing from marriage. So it's like the proposal stage in the modern times. So before, if you're going to be having a proposal, it's like it's a fixed marriage where the man can just choose, you know, wife that was before. And then he can just go ahead and call the elders and then um, ask these elders to go to the um, house of the lady. And then they can actually um, have the kaon already after uh, tongtungan. But today, of course, uh, Kankanais um, ritual is already modified. So the moment the, the couple or the boyfriend and girlfriend uh, would decide that they're already ready for marriage, then they have to go to, uh, they have to let their parents know. And then these parents would actually uh, call, most especially the, the uh, man's parents would actually um, call the parents of the, the, la the lady and then uh, elders as well in the community. And they would come together um, to talk about um, the date of marriage and things like that. Uh, through the years, nag, na, naging mo, na, na modify na siya. There were some changes. Uh, as for me, ganun din, parang uh, kami muna yung nag-usap with my partner. And, and, then, uh, and then we had like a, a meeting of the, of the families. No? Then we mm -hmm. talked about the details. And uh, it's so good having them uh, guide you as well. So parang ganun, no? Uh, maybe in our case, it's not strictly as that. It's not strictly kaon, but uh, it's like the concept is is there somehow, and and I appreciate that. Lalo nasa from my in-laws, no, and from my parents as well. So that's so good. Now, Miss yeah. Seville, um, there's a prayer that comes with that. There's always a prayer. Kaya nga atid, no. Uh, can you give us as well what's the main message of the prayer done uh, in that ritual? Yes, the main message of the prayer actually for Kaon is uh, the blessing. So um, once the couple and the family would come together and would arrive to a certain date as to when the marriage would actually be consummated, um, they would be, or, or the elder or the man bunong would be praying for a blessing that um, since this these two couples would actually express their love with each other, um, he will be asking for you know blessing from the Kabunyan um, and as well as it's like a way on how they would tell this couple that expressing love to someone um, has an intention of making sure that it, they would actually be together forever. So, um, sana all. <laughs> but it's yeah. for forever. <laughs> Great. So, noon pa man, ang mga kankanay, alam na nila ang hashtag forever. Right? Forevermore. <laughs> and, yeah. And even before that, if we connect that to the previous ritual, which is um, uh, sibisib, no, it's knowing as well 
hashtag tamang panahon, right? Preserving <laughs> that, yes. you know, all these things. I wow, grabe! It's uh, the, our culture is so rich, pala, no? And and this is beautiful. This is so good. Uh, sabi nga ni ano, um, uh, manung pin. The one is documenting our indigenous rituals and values is a gigantic task, but it is an essential evidence that such things existed, if not still existing today, sabi niya. So, kudos to you doing research for seven years and going, no? And even right now, for sure, uh, you know, it's like in informally, you're still doing that. Sabi ni Manong Gandre, wow, what a beautiful virtue, Saivil. You did a great job in showing, indeed, the timeless values in our culture as Kankanai. Thank you also, Coach Chris, for what you do also. Thank you, uh, Kuya Gandre. So, Miss Saivil, what's the bottom line of Kaon? Yes, uh, the main message of Kaon, and thank you so much. Um, I, I know Gandri is there. Yes, he's actually a friend. And this is, they are like a perfect example for this. So the mm. message of Kaon is, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the message of Kaon is expressing the love to someone. It, once you express love to someone, uh, it means to say there's an intention to build a future with that special someone. So wala sa isip na, okay, you'll just express it. And then afterwards, separate din kayo. It's not like that. So once it's going to be, once you express your love to somebody, and that would be forever. Uh, wala nang wala nang fallback ganon. And then um, as another um, uh, uh, another message for that is that um, once you're going to be marrying a person, you're going to be embracing the totality of that person. So yung kagandahan niya, kagupuhan niya, yung baho niya, yung bangon niya, and everything, you have to embrace it. And not only the person or your partner, but the family in itself. So if the, the, the partner would have a monster-in-law, you have your monster-in-law, or you have the in-laws, which has a built-in CCTV, things like that, you know, that they can actually see everything that you do at any time. And then, kuminsan, medyo nagkakapalya yung CCTV because it's not 100% accurate sometimes. So you got to yeah. embrace everything. <laughs> To love the person you chose. So, let's talk about the ritual that you uh, mentioned also in the book. It's called Tutug. What is that? Yes, Tutug uh, is the marriage already, coach. It's uh, so once you get married, uh, once you're able to um, uh, have the process from from CBC to. Kaon, uh, is already the marriage or the wedding, the wedding day. Oh, so um, okay. it is the time where uh, the the parents would come together, the couples would come together in the community to celebrate the marriage. Day. this is the big day. Uh, so it's important. You know, I, I think in in that tutug you mentioned uh, something. Na, uh, what's this? Parang may hindi uh, mo nagagawin yung couple. Uh, before this happens, can, can you tell us about that? Yes, uh, during the Tutug, actually, coach, they have to make sure that they are going to be staying in an, uh, another, uh, a different house. So uh, they are going to be chaperoned by the elders so that they, they, they would make sure that there will be no sexual intercourse um, until the next day. Mm, which is the which is this, you know? So it's, it's also part of uh, 
preserving this this value of purity yes. no? so that's so good now when this happens ito na yung gagawin there's also a prayer that uh, the manbunong will will say uh, can you give us the main message of that prayer Yes, coach. It's actually a continuation. The the message of the atad of the manbono is a continuation again for asking blessings to the couple. So a manbonong is not a part of the family. Or, yes, because basically um, a manbonong cannot actually do something or uh, do rituals um, for his family. Um, that's actually a rule. Though sometimes they can actually do it now, but before it's a rule that um, if you're a manbonong, um, you should not be doing a, a part of. I mean, you should not be doing the ritual to your family. So in this case, uh, the manbonong is not a, a family member, but then this manbonong is actually going to be asking blessings for these couples, that the the habonian will be able to provide um, all things that's really good for uh, the couple, and. Um, Yeah, the content of uh, the the prayer itself of the manbonong is that if in any case that there's something bad or there's like a bad omen or anything that's really bad that actually um, is is within the marriage or that is that has happened if in any case you know broken things and things like that that it would actually be fixed and that it would actually be turned to blessing. And you know, uh, when I started to to read the book of Messiahville of your book. I was I was blown away not just the the context that you were uh, presenting in the values but also when I was reading those long prayers nadati ayaw na ayaw ko you know it's it's like I'm the I'm I'm a person of faith uh, I'm a catholic and yung tipong parang uh, no this is bad yung tipong ganon no Uh, uh, if if this is uh, the the old ways I won't participate in that ganon ganon yung uh, Uh, thinking ko, uh, and 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 I, and I mean that in a good way. No, uh, my my intention is something good, but looking into these, looking into the prayers that that I was reading in your book, I, I started to appreciate that. Wow, this is so beautiful. You know, if if uh, to our viewers or our Catholics, we 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 have what we call saints. No. And we ask them for intercession from from Mama Mary, and and when I was reading all those those long prayers, especially at the start, he would call for for these names and even mention those, and it's like it's like calling for intercession from from the the saints, no? So it's like I I I was trying to look into this, and wow, this is it's so good, this is beautiful, and and I appreciate more my, my culture and now my, my Catholic faith. Understanding as well, where is this coming from and what does it really mean, no? Because sometimes we look at things and we say, we label it into something that this is bad, this is Mm-mm. this is the old ways, but hey, uh, maybe there's a reason behind this. And this book really from Miss Seville helped me understand this, this uh this culture better this ritual better and this is one of the books that uh, i would have loved to write myself and when you 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 came with this book idea and you presented the content wow i was so excited so uh, i'm saying that because uh, we want people especially kankanais and our friends our viewers here to to really get your book um, yeah. but yeah Yes, coach, and I agree with you. Uh, basically, with this, um, 
I, I do have that mindset as well before. And then um, the mi another mindset is because uh, we, we don't want to do this because it's very expensive. But if, if you're going to be comparing, the reality actually is that if they're going to be uh, celebrating um, the Sibisib, the Kaon, and the Tutug, they will only be spending at least around one pig each. Or let's say like um, um, in total, the, there would actually be like uh, five pigs for the whole process from, from Sibisib, if there's like Sibisib, and then Kaon up until Tutug. So basically, it will only be needing five. And it does not actually need any costume or any um, uh, maids or anything else that would actually come with it. So it's actually not expensive. The reality is it's not expensive. It's actually at a lesser amount. Mm, wow, wow, wow. So Ms. Saival, what's the bottom line? What's the bottom line of, of, of this? Yes, for the Tutug actually, and it's actually placed as well in the book, that um, the, the Tutug would uh, let us understand that um, marrying together would mean that you have to stick together through thick or thin. Well, in, in the Catholic uh, faith as well, that's actually what's saying, right? Like um, uh, what God put together, let no man put asunder. So it's actually the same as them uh, as the Kankanai as well. Once you're uh, you're married, there should be no fallback na divorce. Ganon. Though there's divorce in Kankanai ritual, and you can actually see that as well on uh, in the book. Um, we call it idang. But for the for the ritual of marriage or the ritual of tetag, there is no fallback for that. Once you get married, you have to go through it uh, through thick and thin. And again, for weddings, it should not be extravagant. Um, it would only need at least around three to five pigs. That's it. You're going to be asking for the community to come. They they have to help. It's not the whole household providing everything. So um, the reality is that it's not. If it's it's about you know yung gastos, it's actually lesser than what's expected. Yeah, that that mm -hmm. is so good. And I I would always ask for the bottom line. For the main essence, for the din pusing, because uh, to me the the intention is that we we're not saying that hey you must do this as well, because hey, things have changed. But somehow, hey, it it is in preserving what they really mean, and those are the values, the 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 virtues, if I may use that as well. Uh, so yun yun po yung ating. Uh, to me, that's what I would like to help you advocate in this area. So, uh, Ms. Saivel, uh, that's going to happen in extreme cases, no? But again, uh, you'll read that in the book. We'll not talk about that in this, uh, in this interview. Let's talk about abusang. What is that? Yes, um, abusang is actually a ritual for, um, for, for uh, the, mo the mom. That's actually for the mom and the baby. Um, so after ng pag-aasawa na no, so there's like uh, this, uh, the for kankanaes and for igoros, of course, um, children or having children is actually considered as well. So if you're going to be getting married, so there's an idea of procreation. So abusang is for moms who actually have just given birth. Um, well, for the moms out there, mga mami dyan na nanonood, you are really amazing. And you're really important in here. So uh, this is a ritual for moms and the newborn for them to be very healthy, uh, for the mom to make sure that they, she is going to be recuperating really fast and really soon, and for the baby to grow healthy. Um, and as well as not only healthy, strong, and a good citizen. You mentioned about babies have are, are, are blessings. And 
yun lang, I'm just uh, one of those that I'm, I'm reading right now are the, the, the old parts, not the old parts, but the, 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 the early books of the, the Old Testament. And may napapansin kong pattern, no? Like, um, this was mentioned as well when we were doing our uh, parang mga pre-kana, emphasizing that babies are blessings. And you would always see in, in the stories, like, itong taong ito, like, kung wala siyang baby or the woman wasn't able to bear a child for the man, it's like, it's like there's curse, but there, if there's a baby, it's it's a blessing. And gra- kitang-kita mo yung ano eh. It's like, uh, okay, uh, ganun din sa mga kangkana eh, no? So, that's so good. Um, so tell us about uh, the, the, the message of the prayer and what's the bottom line of, of Abusa. Yes, uh, the message of this, uh, um, this ritual is uh, for the husband to be, um, to be ha- on hand. I mean, you know, to be hands on for, uh, to help the wife, you know, because um, bearing a child and giving birth is a very difficult experience. I understand. I mean, of course, what basing from what I observe, I don't have an experience, but I think basing from what what I've observed, um, it is a very difficult experience, and that the husband should be there. Um, so the message of this um, of of the abusang is that um, it is actually something to give respect to the mom, and um, to give a special care to the mom emotionally and physically. So the prayer would go like um, the manbunong or the elder of the house would pray. Um, for the fast recovery of the mom and would actually pray for uh, the child to be to, to grow up as a really good child or a really good citizen and as well as would encourage the husband to be very supportive to the to the wife since uh, this is actually a very difficult experience and that would actually really help the mom most especially um, to be physically and emotionally uh, stable Wow. So all these things are, are coming together to, yeah. to help the, the newlywed, the, the one uh, giving birth, and in the entire community as well. And wow, it's, it's a beautiful um, element that is playing, that, uh, you know, yung, yung parang it's alive in that culture, in the Kankanai tribe, and um, maybe to other cultures as well like like sir baro from samar here mm-hmm. uh, maybe you have something similar no and would like to um I, when i was traveling in 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 some other parts of the country uh, minsan makita mo din na oy may kanya-kanyang ano eh it's just different expressions but they also share uh, some values uh, na ito yung mga to preserving mm-hmm. the family preserving the community it's so good i would like to jump into uh, you mentioning about Kankana is knowing how to thank God for trials. Like for, for this case, no, we're, we're having like a, a crisis. We're, we're facing a crisis. So I think that's a, that's a trial as well. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? Because there's a chapter in your book uh, you, that you said, Kankanai tribe knows how to thank God for trials. Uh, tell us about that. Right, coach. I actually entitled that as a thank you disaster originally because um, I was able to check on rituals of this Kankanais when I actually stayed um, um, in Bacon. One of those manbunongs actually like described this, but I saw how uh, the manbunongs would actually thank the uh, higher beings 
for the death of a family member. Not because they're happy that someone died, but because they know that this is actually some, uh, a certain blessing. So they are sad because of the passing of another person, but they are actually happy in a way because they know that this person would go to a very special place where this person can um, you know, uh, like help them and uh, this person would actually uh, be staying with the ancestors in the the uh, the kakabunyan. So it's a very difficult um, experience. Like for me, when my father died, it is very difficult for me to thank God because of the experience. It's so impossible. But for the Hankanais on the ritual, it is actually embedded in there that they are actually thanking the Hakabunyan because of uh, because of what happened. They know it's not actually a good experience, but they know that there's something good for that person who actually have uh, you know have uh, who, who passed away. Another one is uh, there's a ritual called uh, binatbat um, that I was able to observe it here and as well in Itog as well as in Itogon. So the binatbat ritual is um, a ritual where you're going to be turning something bad to a blessing. So um, in this binat uh, binatbat ritual, there are actually bad experiences experienced by a host, and it actually caused them to be like uh, psychologically uh, unstable or it would actually uh, reduce that person to, to sickness or to an ailment. But then um, the manbunong would come together. I mean, they would actually call the community and the manbunong together, and they would pray for this, and they would actually thank um, the disaster in itself or the experience, knowing that it actually has a, a, a blessing, that it would, it would actually be providing a certain blessing because of the experience itself. It would help the person. And in the end, it, they would be asking the Kakabunyan to bless this person um, because um, he already have suffered a lot and that um, I think everything is fine now and that this uh, Kakabunyans should come and help this person. So it is a, a certain perspective which is very difficult to, to understand in a way, but for them, it is something to be thankful about and it's something that they look forward to because it would actually uh, give blessing. So according to the man Bunong that I actually interviewed, he said that um, if you experience something bad, don't say that it's everything is bad. This is because it may be a message for you to learn or it may be something that the ancestors would want you to uh, understand and for you to be able to correct. So it's really a beautiful like mindset or point of view. You know, wow. it, it, it took me uh several uh, seminars conferences perhaps talks from from wise people teaching me those things as well <laughs> but but somehow it's so good that hey these messages are alive in our own culture you you mentioned in your book that kankana is recognized uh the true owner of the gold and uh, gold is something um uh, uh no uh, you, I'll, you'll be the one to tell 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 us about that uh, why what Bakit biglang may usapang gold dito and why did you say that uh, we, the Kankanae tribe, uh, recognize the true owner of the gold? Yes, um, you're right, Coach. Basically, we're talking, the Kankanae culture has, has, you know, different perspectives. Um, we call it on our language like psychology, philosophy, sociology, and everything like that. Science, we have it. But the Kankanais actually have their own um, knowledge or bodies of knowledge in there. So the Kankanais as well know the meaning of wealth, you know, working, um, having, um, accumulating wealth and things like that. 
And uh, one special, um, uh, the, the difference of us being at people is that we own the mountains where, where um, we actually have the mines, uh, you know, the Lepanto mines, you know, the, the uh, we have BM, uh, the Benguet uh, Mining Corporation, BMC, and all these things, right? And I actually observe um, an, a ritual called Dangtay, uh, that's especially here in, in the part of Itogon, actually. And uh, there is a certain ritual or a prayer to appease uh, because they believe that these golds are, is coming from Kabunyan. The golds are given by Kabunyan and it's uh, being uh, the there's a caretaker for this gold. And uh, these are the ones who are actually staying in the mountains and they have to appease this, this uh, beings, these entities, so that they will be able to give this gold to them um, as per the as per the things that they do. So there's like a special ritual that they're going to do to make sure that they would honor the mountain itself, that they're not going to be degrading it, um, that they're just going to be getting what is due, things like that, and that they would know where to place their, their wastes and they would know how to uh, you know, deal uh, with the mountains. So they, they do these rituals, they praise the, the Habonian who actually provided it, and they appease those who are uh, the guardians of, of this um, gold, and they actually uh, thank as well those who help them and then ask you know these entities and the kabunyan to provide them these things because they are working hard for it and it's really about respecting uh, that uh, we are we are simply stewards of this and if we we mine this and it's beyond gold right I, I believe when I was reading this part right. this is more than just gold it's about respecting the environment respecting the provider of all these uh, of all these blessings, and we are simply steward uh, stewards of of these uh, uh, earthly resources, of these natural resources, of whatever resources that that come our yes. way. So wow, it's so good to to see that um, rooted in in the Kankanais. I am a Kankanaian, so I'm I'm happy uh, reading uh, this in your book. You know, to our viewers, there's more in the book. Uh, and daming chapters in the book uh, that Miss Seibel ha has written. Merong chapters on the nuts of Vaidu, yung related sa marriage. We touch on uh, those a little bit. Uh, blessing in disguise, the, the worth of the mountains. Yeah, mm -hmm. natin the yung kanina lang about the gold. Uh, also, the deeper sense of healing, uh, taming the soul, and dami, no? shades of protection, yeah. rituals for punishment. In the beginning and an end called death. Um, there, there's more to learn, and I believe um, this will also open uh, a beautiful discussion, a beautiful dialogue. And you know, there I have a crazy idea, which uh, we'll see if we can do this. Uh, I'd like to bring you in back some uh, in in the future months, and then uh, I'm thinking of inviting uh, reactors, no, like maybe priests. Or maybe even pastors and see how these are related. No, we're not going to have a debate, but somehow look at <laughs> yeah. the uh, the connection. No, and and see how this is alive in in our daily lives, in our faith, because I believe it. There is there really is, and it's not. It is a thing. It's not a thing to be debated upon. It, it's more of appreciating where this is coming from. Right, uh, Miss Seville. For now, at least for this interview, uh, give us your closing words. And um, yeah, I just want to thank you right now for sharing all of this. Go ahead. 
Yes, thank you as well, Coach, for the opportunity and for helping with this um, to make it as a reality and those uh, uh, people around who helped me. Um, I know that I think one of the Manbunongs are watching right now with uh, uh, his last child, Uncle Sibero Ashong. Thank you so much for helping me. You're very supportive. I really appreciate that. And for those viewers and friends, um, one prayer, one prayer only for this time is that if you can actually buy the book, um, you'll be helping as well with the advocacy. I actually have three advocacies in here as to the reason why I wrote the book. Yes, of course, you know that I have the objective in like preserving the culture, but one is for, for us to be able to learn our culture deeper um, and for other people to learn as well um, what is a, 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 who is a Kankana'ai and who are the Kankana'ais. Not only the superficial ones where they actually saw in pictures and sometimes those information that they saw in books, which is wrong sometimes, but uh, please try to understand the deeper meaning of it. Um, for the Kankana'is, I really encourage you to, uh, to help me with this. And for the non-Kankana'is, for you as well to try to check uh, what are the knowledge, this vast array of knowledge that's actually within your culture for us to be able to appreciate this as well. And um, second is to help me um, bring this message, this, this message of hope that there's something that we have actually that's already at, in our grasp that we need not to look further with this because it, we already have it here. So it's a way on how we would understand and be aware and appreciate what we have right now and our culture at its deepest sense. And third, actually the reason uh, why I wrote this book is because I have different advocacies. One is um, uh, to help the, whatever is the proceed of this, the book that's going to be bought, it's either the ebook or the printed one. Uh, the proceed would actually be going to um, uh, this advocacy of make, uh, preserving the culture, helping the manbonongs, because some of the manbonongs actually uh, need something. Um, they are serving for free, guys. So basically, we would need to help them as well on their basic needs. Some of the manbonongs, may kaya din naman sila, pero there are things that they need as well. And um, for now, since it's pandemic, it would be difficult to teach about these learnings to, to, to children, to the children, because they're actually on modules. Tapos kulang-kulang na yung pera ngayon, medyo nahihirapan na yung mga magulang ngayon, and the teachers as well are asking help. So whatever the proceed, like for the first month, for the month of September, whatever yung gain namin sa month na to would actually be given to, uh, to the schools, that I am going to be supporting. Um, there, there are actually two schools already that I'm going to be supporting for this, um, for, for us to uh, give donations for um, yung rims ng band papers. And I hope you can actually help me with this as well. So good, so beautiful. God bless your advocacies. Thank you so much once again for, for this interview. And we always close growth conversations with a prayer. So let's just do that. Father's Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation with Miss Seivel. We thank you, Lord, for all the learnings, and we ask you to to uh, just let us appreciate the values, the timeless values that are, that are contained in in our culture, and may we live that in our modern times these days. We ask you all as well to to bless uh, Miss Seivel and all her endeavors, and to all our viewers, bless them, Lord, bless them in all their uh, their work, bless the work of their hands, Lord. And we just lift up to you all our dreams, all our worries, all our trials. And it is you, Lord, who will turn all these into blessings. 
This we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you, everybody. See you again next week for another wonderful episode of Growth Conversations. Until then, just want to say God bless you. And again, don't forget to sign up to our online book launch this coming September 26th. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.